0: Welcome to the Love Yourself Healthy podcast. I am Melanie Lillis. I am a mind body health coach, a nutritional therapist, and I have my Bachelor of Physical and Health Education. Throughout this podcast, we are going to be diving into the realm of eating psychology, body image, self love, and creating a healthy and happy mind. I cannot wait to share my knowledge with you in hope that it will positively influence your life. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. This is a bit of a special episode right now because I have some really, really exciting news. I am launching a group coaching program to stop binge eating, and I have a trial group starting on Monday, the 6th of January. So I'm putting out this podcast to ask anyone out there who is suffering from binge eating, if you want to learn how to stop binge eating... Not only that, but also heaps of self-love strategies and how to understand your body on a deeper level, then this will be the best course for you. Now, it is a trial group, which means that you will get 50% off the course. So the course is six weeks long. You'll be a part of a private Facebook group. And each day I'll be uploading daily videos. You'll get a new program to follow each week. And there'll also be live Facebook video chats where you can ask heaps of questions. Now, being a part of my trial group, I'm going to give away four of my freebies. So there's my Beat Binge Eating eBook. There's my Self Love Guide. I have a Beat Binge Eating Cravings Crusher Secrets eBook that I created as well. And you'll also get a healthy options. It's like a recipe eBook. Now, Those just within themselves are worth over $200, but I'm going to give them away for free just for those who want to participate in my trial. Now, as I said, it is a six-week program, so usually it's $480, but I am slashing it down 50%, so it'll only be $240, and there are different payment options available. So if... You struggle from binge eating. I would love to have you on my trial. All you need to do is either click on the link below or if you need a different payment option, then just send me an email at hello at barexbrave.com. Tell me you're interested in the group trial and that you would love to know more about the payment options. (gasps) I'm so excited. So hopefully you guys listen to this over the weekend because I only have two spots available. I'm only taking on a small group of people. So you need to get in quick. Now, while I have you on my podcast, not long ago, I did a Instagram story on my Instagram, barexbrave, asking you guys to send me in some questions that I would answer. So where's my phone? I'm going to pick it up and I'm going to answer some of your questions. Okay. First question from a girl named Kate. Did you gain weight during recovery, then lose a little to stabilize at your new normal? Love this question. I definitely gained a bit of weight in my recovery. Um, A lot of it, I think, was inflammation. Like, I had a lot of fluid, a lot of water weight. My body was, like, holding on to um, a lot of stuff. Um, And then, yes, I lost a bit of weight and it just stabilised. And I've pretty much been the same weight ever since. So my weight does not fluctuate at all anymore. I stayed around the same weight. Um, The only time I've lost weight is when I went to Worlds and I was... Um, training really, really, really hard. But that was because I was training at an elite level, so that's understandable. But now my weight's gone back to my normal weight. Um, And that's one of the biggest things that I think people struggle with when they are going through recovery is that they're scared that they're going to, you know, gain heaps of weight and then not be able to lose it. And let me tell you, I didn't put on a lot of weight in my recovery either. So yeah, if you are someone who is struggling to um, take those steps to recover just know that you're not going to become obese you're not going to lose control the more that you allow yourself to eat foods and to create a balanced lifestyle the less likely you are going to go into those habits because majority of the time in particular for binge eaters you're binging because you're lacking in something so once you start to create balance and eat lots of foods those binge urges go away all right now what's the next question um f- all right strategies to uh, sticking with dairy free vegan eating so uh, this is a tricky one if you don't understand nutrition so the first thing i would say if you are someone who is wanting to transition into a plant based lifestyle do your research if you're like me then your whole life you grew up thinking that meat and dairy were good for you and this is what you got to eat and it it's been drilled into you from you know, a very, very young age of of what food on your plate should look like. So transitioning into a completely new way of eating is not instinctual for you just yet. So you really need to do your research to make sure that you're getting in enough protein. You need to make sure that you're getting specific nutrients. In particular, B12, you might need to supplement. So, yeah, if you are looking to transition, do your research. Next thing about, say, dairy, because the question was how to stick with dairy-free first of all, um, there are so many options. So for me, I absolutely loved yogurt. And so I just changed to having a coconut yogurt. Um, For milk, you have so many different varieties of nut milk. Cheese is the only thing that I haven't really found a replica for. There are vegan cheeses out there, but they're just full of, you know, processed stuff. But to be honest, the world is pretty good at making vegan food delicious (laughs) now. So yeah, just look at like, what are the alternatives? Do some research, Google it. What's the alternatives of dairy that you can have? What's the alternatives of meat that you can have? And then just start small. So maybe you say every Monday is going to be a plant based day. And then maybe every Monday and Thursday is going to be a plant based day. You don't have to go cold turkey. And I would actually never suggest for someone to go cold turkey because your body is going to be, um, yeah, shocked and you might get some negative side effects to start off with Uh, not to say that the foods that though that you're eating are bad for you it's just that your body and your mitochondria is used to eating certain foods and when you completely change it up it's just got to figure out what's going on and morph to be able to have those foods okay next question Alright, it's from a girl called Ella, and she said, How can you stand up for yourself and go with what you know is best? So, kind of peer pressure things, and how do you cope with bullying? So, this is a tricky one. I know you're in high school, Ella, and high school is really really hard I mean it's probably the hardest time of your life in terms of bullying and peer pressure I'm not to say that when you get out of high school it all goes away because I'm sure it doesn't for some people but I think you just understand yourself a little bit better the older you get and you know what you want and you know what you want to stand up for whereas when you're in high school that's when you're learning it all so the best thing that or the best advice that I could give you on this not that I'm an expert is that figure out who you are and and what you like doing and then figure out what you don't like doing and literally stick to those. Don't worry about what anyone else is doing in the world. Literally, if all of your friends or everyone in school likes the color green and you hate the color green, then that's it. You hate the color green. There is nothing more empowering and also attractive uh, than someone who knows what they want and sticks to what they want. Now, bullies in high school, usually... Are the ones that are suffering the most themselves. So if you're being heavily bullied by people, it's usually because they've got some type of insecurity within themselves. So again, the best advice I can give there is make sure that you're communicating with your teachers and parents about the bullying so that they can put a stop to it. Sometimes it's easier to have that help on your side rather than trying to do it all yourself. So I hope that school isn't too bad for you and I hope that you can stick up to those bullies in a way that's going to actually resolve rather than fuel. Now, the next question, how to stop eating things and then feel guilty and throwing them back up? I keep struggling with this. All right, this was me. I would eat foods and think, no, I'm going to eat it, I'm not going to throw it up, this is it, I'm just going to enjoy it. And so I'd sit down and I'd eat the food and then straight away I'd be like, I can't have this in my body, I need to get it out of my body. And this is not something that you can just click your fingers and get over. It takes a lot of work. So first of all, what I would suggest is to figure out what are your goals? What are you working towards? Is it weight loss? Is it health? Figure out what is really important to you. Okay, So if your goal is weight loss but your health is suffering, you might need a little bit of a reality check and you might need to sit down and reassess those goals because health should always be the number one priority. Then you need to have a little look and think, are these urges? Am I eating and then I'm feeling like I can't stop eating and then I'm feeling guilty because I'm overeating and so then I'm throwing up, which in that case it might be a signal that your body is actually malnutritioned and that you need specific nutrients and that's why you're getting those urges um and then obviously that guilt is followed afterwards. And the next kind of tip that I would give you is self-love. So if you're eating food and feeling guilty about it, it's probably because you are struggling with your weight. Um, not saying you're overweight, but you're struggling with maybe body image. So, doing some self love practices and really integrating those into your lifestyle will be really, really important to help you create a nice balance and to help your mind space feel a little bit better about yourself. So, some of the best things that I started doing was journaling, and that just helped me to understand myself a little bit more. Why wasn't I happening in my body? What was this, you know, what was the core reason that this um, started? I also introduced self-affirmation. So every day I would look at myself in the mirror and say five things that I absolutely loved about myself. And this is something that takes time to work. So you can't do self-affirmations for a week and then go, "Mm, they're not working because what it does is that it gets into your subconscious mind and starts to create new habitual patterns for how you see yourself. Habits take at least 28 days to transform. So I would suggest sticking to doing self-affirmations every single morning for a month to help change that internal dialogue. The internal dialogue is really where it's at. That's really what you want to try to tap into to change. So if you want a little bit more information on that, then just contact me, hello at BearXPay I can put you on one of my programs if you really want to, or just give you some more tips around that. Okay, next question. Hmm. Now, every time I put up a question thing on my Instagram, I get some really, really strange responses. For example, sorry, I'm just like reading through my phone now. For example, what is your favorite fashion brand? That's not really a thing that I talk about. I don't have one either. I don't really care about fashion that much. Another one. What's your favorite photographer? That's my boyfriend. He's a great photographer. Where did you get your pillows from? (laughs) Uh, Anyway, okay. I found one. How to overcome mental or spiritual blockages. So without knowing exactly what your blockage is, I guess I would say that try to reset. So wake up, Start your morning in your perfect way, whatever that looks like for you. Sit down, write down some intentions, write down some goals. What are you really working towards? What do you really want to achieve mentally? What do you want to achieve spiritually? Okay. And then once you've kind of reassessed your goals, put in place some other small goals that you can do each day to help you get back into the groove of things. So I find that when I'm really busy, I let my self-love stuff slip just a little bit. And then I start feeling a little bit crappy about myself, not about my body or anything like that, just mentally. I start feeling a little bit like, ah. And so I stop, I sit, and I reassess, and I do my intentions, and I go, okay, I'm busy right now, that's fine. What can I include in my day that's going to help pull me back into this, yeah, I guess more spiritual practice that I love to do every single morning for myself that's going to help me feel good. And then I go, okay, I need to do a walk every morning and I need to listen to meditation music on my walk. That's one thing I can do because I know I've got a spare 20 minutes. So I do that. It makes me feel good. It makes me more motivated to then continue to do other things throughout the day or each day. So sometimes we can get into a little bit of a rut um, and all that it takes is just reassessing and introducing little things that make us feel better. So try to do that and see if that helps you at all. Okay, so... So let's see what other question. Here's another funny one. What's your favorite sport? No, it's funny, but it's just a bit random. Favorite sport is gymnastics. All right, question. Am I an early bird? Yes. My absolute favorite thing to do is literally to wake up and see the sunrise and go for a walk. I have, I just feel so connected when I do that. I feel really good about myself. So yeah, I am definitely an early bird. All right. Next question. I probably should have written these down before I jumped on here because I'm just reading through as we go. All right. Counting calories. No, I am not. I don't know if this was a yes or no question, but it just said counting calories. I'm not about counting calories. Now, calorie counting can be very useful for people who are trying to lose weight, but I think it becomes quite obsessive um, because there's more to food than just calories. For example, you can be eating a Mars bar, which has zero nutritional value, but it might have, say, 200 calories. And then there can be a salad with lots of veggies, lots of beans, tempeh, and a lot of different yummy nutritional things. And it can also be 200 calories but you might choose the Mars bar because you think, oh sweet, I can eat a Mars bar and get the same amount of calories and I don't have to eat this salad. No, it doesn't work like that because calories are not equal. Yes, the Mars bar might be 200 calories and the salad might be 200 calories, but there's zero nutritional value in a Mars bar and there is so much nutritional value in my made up salad. (laughs) So I think calorie counting can be Useful, but I also think that you need to make sure that the food that you are eating is as natural and wholesome as it can possibly be, so you're getting the most amount of nutrient value. All right. Being okay with needing to fuel more and not be so rigid. I'm feeling like this is for someone who struggles to eat a lot of food and knows that they need to be eating more food. I think... Introducing more food into your diet is a really scary thing and I totally get that because I was at that place. I think it comes down to trusting your body and knowing that your body needs fuel to survive. And if you're getting not enough food in the day, so if your body is macronutrient and calorie deficient, then it is going to go into the stress response, which I talk about on my podcast a lot. The stress response means that you decrease your digestion, you decrease assimilation of nutrients, you decrease the nutrient absorption, you increase insulin and cortisol. They are the stress chemicals that signal the body to store weight, store fat and not build muscle. And there are a lot of other things that happen in your body when you're in the stress response. So you will not lose weight eventually if you keep limiting your calories, meaning You start on a low calorie diet, you'll probably lose weight initially. You continue on a low calorie diet and your body will just hold onto weight or it will plateau so you won't get anywhere. You start introducing more foods into your diet, you'll either stay the same weight or you'll actually start losing weight because your body is getting out of that stress response. So it's really important to get the adequate amount of fuel that your body needs. Otherwise, a lot can go wrong. Like, Oh, I just can't believe what I did to my body when I was younger and how badly I treated it. And I guess there just needs to be more information out there on how damaging it is to have a low-calorie diet. So, yeah, I think it's just about understanding that this is what your body needs, and not only will your body feel better, but mentally you'll start to feel better as well. All right, how did you get your period back? Um, I never really... Oh, did I lose my period? I didn't. Actually, maybe I did. Oh, God, I can't remember. I don't think I've ever spoken about losing my period, so I'm not sure where they got that question from. But um, I didn't really lose my period, I don't think. I do remember that it was very off, like it was never regular. And the way that I guess I got it regular was when I recovered. So, my body started to get out of that stress response once again and realized that I was healthy. So I was eating regular meals. I was exercising in a way that wasn't so intense. Um, and I just, yeah, took a lot of that stress off me. I wasn't vomiting up my food all the time. Um, I think is said all the questions. Let's see. Oh no. Um, what does one-on-one coaching entail? All right, so how my one-on-one coaching works is that we organize a session where I call you up and we talk about what you're going through. I get a whole load of information on you and your life and then I create a tailored program based off your situation. Um, the program is a weekly program, so which means that we do sessions either each week or each fortnight, whatever works for you. And we create new programs each week based off your improvement. So the sessions are $80 a session. And yeah, you get access to me where I help you get over whatever struggle it is. I absolutely love doing one-on-one coaching because I just love to connect with people, you know, and really see their improvements. So yeah, if you're interested in one-on-one coaching, you just need to contact me. Hello at barexbrave.com. All right. Next question. There are a lot of questions. How to cope with someone close to you commenting negatively on your body? Oh, that's awful. The best advice I can give to this is to sit them down. Get rid of any defense mechanism that you have before this. Sit down with them and explain to them, the way that you're speaking about my body is really negatively impacting my health. Um, I don't appreciate how you're speaking to me and it's really hurting my feelings. Um, Literally just being honest with them but not in an attacking way. I know this may feel nerve-wracking to do, but it is so important that the person who is saying that to you understands that you don't appreciate it and that it's not going to be accepted from now on. Um, That's pretty much the best advice I can give. So if you've never spoken to them about it, I'll just sit them down. If you don't feel comfortable, write them a letter, write them a text message, whatever, whatever's comfortable for you so that you can let them know that the way they're speaking to you is not on. I hate that. I hate that people make you feel like that. All right let's see. Do I have any other questions? Last question here. What are the very first steps to self-love and healthy, beautiful body? First steps are you already have a beautiful body. (laughs) Next step is Google. Actually, no, don't Google. I have a self-love guide. If you want to purchase my self-love guide for $10, please let me know. Um, I'll send it to you. Um, The first thing is to research all the different types of self-love strategies and tactics that there are out there and then pick the ones that resonate best with you and that you know that you can do within your own lifestyle and then start doing it. So the self-love strategies that I like, you might not like doing. The ones that I don't really like doing, you might love doing. So I can give you all the strategies in the world, but you need to figure out the ones that work best for you. The first place though that I would start or just a little suggestion is in the mind, self-talk, yeah? Trying to really shift your self-talk. So that might be through positive affirmations and journaling about what you're grateful for. But yeah, do your research and figure out what what strategies are going to work for my lifestyle. And if you do want to buy my self-love guide, send me an email. I'll send it through to you. All right, that's it. I'm done. I did not expect to speak for 20 minutes today, but here we are. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed this podcast. Uh, Happy New Year. Oh, I didn't even say that at the beginning. Sorry. Happy 2020. Uh, and one more reminder about my group coaching program that's starting on Monday for anyone suffering from binge eating. Remember, you get 50% off, so it's $240, and there are payment options available if you can't afford the upfront payment right now. That is absolutely fine. Um, we're going to be going through weekly programs to help you along your way so send me an email hello at barexbrave.com or just click on the link below where you can pay and be in the group there's only two spots left hopefully you guys have a really good week and I can't wait to speak to you next time Bye bye Thank you so much for listening. I would be so grateful if you could share this podcast and leave it a review. And be sure to follow me on my Instagram at bearxbrave. If you need to contact me, you can do so at hello at barexbrave.com. Speak to you in the next podcast.